0: how would you say you feel misunderstood with your mm. disorder? I mean, because you and I can kind of come alongside each other and feel understood because we both deal with the thoughts, mm-hmm. even though it manifests in different actions. Maybe a step outside that. Someone who doesn't struggle with anxiety at all or OCD, is that your husband? Like, does he struggle with it at all? Not yeah. really. Okay. <laughs> Same with my husband. So, like, yeah. I feel misunderstood in that because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know that you, you get this. And I'm thankful that he doesn't. Right. But how do you feel misunderstood? And how do you handle that?
1: I think the one main way that I feel the most misunderstood is when people say, if I say I have OCD or they find out about the book, they go, oh my gosh, I have it too. And I'm like, oh, you do? And they'll go, yeah, I really like to have my kitchen cleaned up before I go to bed or it really bothers me. And I'm like, "Mm, that's, you know, or people will say, oh, I'm so OCD. I'm sorry. I left that, you know, and it's not an adjective, you know, and people use it as such. And mm-hmm. so I think um, I think that's one way that it's been hard is that people will find out about my book and then they'll go like, wait, I have that. And then the more we talk, I'm like, they don't really have it. But yeah. so that's hard because then I don't know whether to correct them.
0: Say, yeah, right.
1: That's not really OCD. Um, but I think as far as like my close relationships, I've been very like, my husband, I've been very blessed because he tends to, he's not a worrier, but he's also not very flappable. So he doesn't get thrown off by my anxiety. I mean, there, there've been times where I've been just wowed by the fact that he just doesn't, if I ask him about something very extreme, he just kind of looks at me and I go, okay, well, he's not really reacting. So I guess it's not a big deal. And, but there's no, um, he doesn't think anything about me because of it. It's just part of how I am. And that's how he looks at it. So I've been very blessed in that way because of his gifts. He just happens to be like that and and happens to be very patient in that way. Um, That's not to say we don't have struggles with that because I will oftentimes look at our marriage and feel that something is just not right, which is very OCD to feel like you can't really put your finger on what's not right. So you're going to try to figure it out and you don't know, and there's nothing wrong. And um, that's been a compulsion that I've had to ruminate and kind of go after him about like well what's the matter what's the problem and it's like they're there you know it's like getting attacked for something that nothing's wrong so therein lies this desire to create problems to get communication started Mm -hmm. um and that that's a compulsion that's a a need for me to feel like things are okay and so that has been that's been a challenge that we've had our whole relationship that he's had to be patient with and we've we've had to walk through But yeah, those are
0: probably the two biggest challenges of misunderstanding. Well, and I think, too, like the one thing my counselor was saying is like if you take away the anxiety the way you do it here, it might pop up somewhere else. So if I work through it with exercise and food, it might show up in in another place. So, again, Mm why just tackling the behavior isn't always the best way of getting to the root of it and making sure you're dealing with the need for control or fear or Mm -hmm. lack of trust all those types of things yeah i i think like you're saying it's a blessing the spouses that god's chosen for us (laughs) because you know my husband's dealt with this now for 10 years and i think he would probably say it's annoying but it it, it's something he's it doesn't throw him off kind of like you're saying Mm -hmm. is adaptable around it Mm -hmm. um like and it's so amazing like when i'm having an all-out i can't get past this anxious spot and Mm -hmm. he just comes in and is like all right let's fix it let's you know and he just and it's like he takes all that weight off my shoulders sometimes it's just like that is so amazing that you're able to do that and i'm sitting here just stuck in my head and I can't get out and uh, and and you just come in and you're able to you know mm-hmm. work, help me work past it type of thing so how would you encourage those who live with this daily and feel no hope and maybe haven't shared it with somebody mm. um, just feel like this is the lot I've been given and I don't know how to get out of it I don't know how I'd be if I'd be accepted if I shared with it Do you have any thoughts to, to share with those types of people that might be listening
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more help out there than people realize and a lot more community out there now that I didn't even realize, like Facebook groups, um, Instagram, people you can follow that are really actively in the community trying to say, hey, we are out here. We are all living, you know, lives that are valuable. And, you know, I think the one the one thing I would say is that Finding a counselor who can look at you and say, I have a reason for why you're struggling the way that you are. There's so much freedom in that. And it's a scary place. So if you haven't ever gone to counseling because you're afraid of what that's going to feel like, because you do n- I did not want to say all of those things out loud yes. to a counselor. I did not want to say, oh, I, I can't walk past a hammer because I visualize all these awful things. They want to say that out loud. But to say it to someone and have them say, Oh, well, there's a reason for this, there's a reason why. I mean, it was so freeing. And so I think getting past that fear and being able to say, This is it feels like you're the only one. And when you have OCD, the thoughts that you have that are so irrational, it truly feels like no one else would ever think like this. So, and you believe it. That it it, the OCD lies to you such that you really do believe I'm the only one that's ever thought like this. So I think trying to push past that and understand that that's not true and that there is rich rich life with OCD and there are days where I don't even like I actually told my sister at one point I said I think maybe I'm maybe I just don't really have it anymore and you know because I'm medicated and I you know I I'm, I'm very comfortable for the most part with my disorder and she looked at me because I said, maybe I don't really have it, like, which is so an OCD thought, like to try to convince yourself you don't have it. I was like, maybe I don't really have OCD. And she was like, oh my word. She's like, no, that yes, I've been through it. Please let's not go down this road. Just be thankful that you're doing so well, you know? Um, So there is a spot where you may get, you know, it's possible. It's not an endless hamster wheel like it feels like. Um, So that's my first encouragement. And then also that you know, the Lord meets us in these hard things and he meets us in OCD and, it, you know, he loves us. And especially if you have fears of scrupulosity where you're afraid that God's going to cast you away because of something you think that is worth fighting. It's worth you know, getting fed up with it and saying, no, my God loves me and I don't need to live in this place and I, I can do the work and it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to feel like my skin is peeling off sometimes because I should be worrying about something and they're telling me not to. But that it's the the more uncomfortable you are, the more the therapy is working. So I would just encourage people in that way that it's worth it and yeah. um, and hopefully my story, because in the Christian community there you know there is a misconception about praying things away or mm-hmm. you know not going on medication or um and i I mean I never experienced that, but you hear the stories like that. And I just want to encourage people that um, that our faith can be such a strategy with OCD. It can it can really enrich the process of of getting better
0: um, with OCD. That's so helpful, and I think that's so good because I mean I know I've memorized scripture about anxiety and just felt like why isn't this gone away? And like you said, this it's not saying that my faith is at a lower level, right? or I don't have faith, but it's still an area for me, specifically a bondage that like you said, it's part of the process of sanctification. So Mm -hmm. like kind of let's go, God, you're going to, you're going to work me through this and Mm -hmm. just think maybe like you're saying, lean into it, don't lean away and hold on with tight fist of this is my struggle and I'm going to keep it like have an open hand, let God just move you through the process of sanctification Mm -hmm. for our sake, for his glory, for our kids' sake, for all the people that are watching us, um, maybe giving them hope too. So you've spoke to this a little bit, but how do you manage it specifically as a wife, as a mom? Do you have any specifics you would share about what that looks like in those arenas?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I have, um, I've mentioned a few of my main ones, but I would just say doing exposure prevention therapy was one of the biggest ones I did because I learned that process of purposely exposing myself, feeling that level of anxiety go up, um, learning how to gauge it and ground myself. And then, you know, being able to watch that fall of fear. I think also having the medication tools was really big. I think trying to do ERP without medication would be really difficult And, um, so I would just, you know, encourage people that medication is a good thing. It's a gift from God and it's not perfect, but, uh, we have so many that, you know, can help us. And then I think also just surrounding ourselves with, you know, godly people who we can have point us to Christ over and over again, and we will do it for others too. It's not, it's not a, and I think that's where one of the characters in the book, Corey, who's not a real person, unfortunately sad for many to know, but she's based on all of the women who have ever spoken into my life mm-hmm. um and I think just surrounding yourself with other women uh and and good theological teaching so that your your backbone is biblical and points you to Christ in all things, mm-hmm. I think that is that, that is the root of everything that we tackle in this, in this life. And so I'll just encourage if you're, if you're not in a church, if you're not a believer, like Christ helps with all of that stuff. And, um, so that, that's kind of my, you know, my practical, you know, I just try to stay and I'm not like a, I don't read the Bible well with my brain, the way it works really fast. It, I, I don't always sit down and really absorb the word really well. But I think, you know, listening to music for me is really important. And so finding that thing that can kind of bring your brain down out of that anxious place and, um, point you back to where you will find ultimate peace.
0: So that's so good. And for me, I was just feeling stuck. Like I, I felt like my anxiety ramped up. I was not doing so well and I was feeling it, seeing it. And so I reached out to three other girls I knew specifically struggled with it the way I did. So OCD, the way it manifests for me. And we had all been in um, a support group at the summit that they provide that church called G four with all these different things you can um, life dominating sins that you can be in groups for. And so I just said, would you guys be willing to do, you know, a zoom call once a week, once every two weeks, whatever it is. And let's just talk about where we're at, how we're helping how we can help each other, hold each other accountable. So that was one idea that I was gonna throw out there for people listening. We've been doing that for the past month or mm. two. And it is so helpful to one, hear other people struggling with the same thing, but then I even get competitive with it. Like one <laughs> girl's doing really well and I'm like, if she can do that, I can do that. Like, I am not gonna let this dominate me on my vacation. She mm-hmm. fought it or you know giving each other ideas of like that was a trigger for me this is how i cope with it and now i'm over it and so i would say that ways like that where you can have accountability someone challenging you we stay at the end of our talk like what's a faith step you can take this week and mm-hmm. whatever that is it's, it's kind of an exposure um practice for us what mm-hmm. can we expose ourselves to that gives us anxiety to come back next week and say how did it go and every week it's not like it was a, a home run. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it's like, it didn't go well at all. I got to try that one again because it was really hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, community, accountability, people to love you through it. It's like they know me in all of my muck mm-hmm. and mire, and they're like, still love you. We're still here. And I think that that can help because the enemy wants to isolate us and also mm-hmm. tell us that we're not worth it. Um, we're not worthy. That if people knew what you were doing, thinking they would just despise you, you know. So allowing those lies to be attacked in community. Absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: that's a great thing. I've definitely learned that having friends, like, because the you you don't like with OCD, especially the more extreme thoughts, you don't ever really want to say them to anybody, like I said before. So I think finding someone who thinks similarly to you is huge. And I actually, like I said, I haven't had that until recently. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I was missing. And one friend in particular who lives all the way in England. And we connected through this group. And she's just wonderful. And I would have never met her. And now mm-hmm. I talk to her, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we speak the same language. <laughs> we, and you just don't realize what you're missing. And so I think being brave and maybe finding a support group. And that's where, again, counselors are huge, because they can give you, or and church community, can yeah. give you that connection with people who may think a little more like you. Because there are more people than you think struggling right. with yes. similar things.
0: And then you've talked about this a little bit throughout, but are there specific triggers that you avoid? And then kind Mm. of like the public bathroom was an example (laughs) of one where, or the porta potty where it's like, I'm not even going to manage that one today. Are there, I mean, I could go list after list going through triggers for me to where my, my counselor is kind of like, you cannot just avoid all triggers. You would live in a bubble that doesn't exist. So you have to start being open to, triggers being around you. It doesn't mean you can't be cautious. Like, for example, for me, I've said this before, but just like specific movies, um, Mm. magazines at the grocery store that I just can't look at or Hmm. because I just go on paths in my mind that are not healthy or helpful. Mm -hmm. But can I completely avoid them? No, because I go to the grocery store. So I see them. It's just like, I can't spend time there. I cannot pick that up. I can't go through it. So are there things like that that you're like, I've just found this to be a trigger. I avoid it or manage
1: it. Mm-hmm. I think I've, in a lot of ways, I've grown in that area. But like when we used to go on road trips, um, I would bring a porta potty for my kids. And I've had to learn that my 12-year-old does not need to pee in a toddler potty. So I've had to give that up. That's That's been one that I've had to really kind of grow on. I mean, and people are going to really listen to this and be like, okay, hold on. Like she really is that, that brings her, yes, it's, it's yeah. true. Um, right. I think another one for me has always been like raw meat. Um, yeah. I've had to really work through, um, like how do I buy it? Where do I buy, like, what are the ways in which I can prevent feeling anxiety about that? Yeah. Um, that one's, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily avoid things with that, but I just stick to what I'm comfortable yeah. with, you know, I'm not going to be peeling and deveining any shrimp on a regular basis. Like, it's just not my thing. Like, I don't want to do it. It makes me, you know, um, I think the biggest one for me is, is having to learn how to avoid situations where there may be sick people, mm-hmm. particularly with kids. And so not setting myself up for that, like when a trigger happens in an, an environment, what do I do with it when I show up and somebody's kid's got a fever or I'm working in the nursery at church and somebody brings their kid and they're snotty, what do I do?
0: Yeah. Do
1: I sit there? What's appropriate? Yeah. Um, and there have been times where I've had to abort mission and go, I'm going to get their mom. I know they say it's allergies, but I'm doing it like I'm yeah. not, you know, and somebody else is looking at me like, what's the big deal. So there've been times where I've chosen one or times where I've chosen another. Um, those are probably my Biggest triggers, as far as with my kids, like harming, used to be a bigger one with me. Um, I used to avoid, like um, when they were infants, you know, like giving them baths made me anxious. I was, I, I, it just for whatever reason, there was lots of things that could happen that I would take me down a road that I just didn't want to go to mentally. So I just let my husband do it. But yeah. with each consecutive child, I pushed myself. Yeah. Because I thought I don't want to miss this. They're not gonna be this age forever. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna do anything. Like that's the right. truth. And yeah. so um I think just learning how to gauge what's what's my coping level today. You know, yeah. I've I've had conversations with my sister where she said, you know, one of her kids was sick, hey, do you wanna get the kids together? And I've had to go, you know what, I I just can't mentally handle Sorry. doing that much work right now. <laughs> We're yep. just going to keep this conversation between us. And we're going to not tell the kids that we even contemplated getting together. And right. that's just what's going to happen. Um, so I think just working through and being able to gauge my own, how much, how much do I want to fight today with yeah. that? And then what's it worth? And usually God makes it very clear when I need to just bite the bullet and yeah.
0: do it. One, um, well, like giving yourself grace on those days that you might be. Yes emotionally, mentally exhausted or not in a good space because it's something completely different. And you're like, I just don't have the energy to go and try and fight this battle. Uh, my counselor, we are um, traveling for me is a trigger because I'm mm-hmm. out of what's normal and comfortable and control. And so I want to do it, but then it's at the same time, it'd be way easier not to. And he challenged me to a big challenge on this trip. And I was like, I can't do it. I, I can't like you can ask me all day long and i'm telling you right now i'm not doing that i'm not able to commit to that big and he was like well i don't want you to do it for me you've got to want to do it and i was Mm -hmm. like and i'm not ready i want that challenge another time but right now i'm not in the space to be able to handle that big of an ask of me right now but again what i love and you know counselor's going to do that you're paying them to push you and so for him to come back and say okay are you ready now? Or can we do a spin of that, you know, a spin mm-hmm. off on that or something? So I think that's good. Like not letting the people that love us, let us stay stuck here, but your sister knowing, Hey, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have the, the mental space to do this. Um, but another time I want to, this one today and giving grace there. But if that becomes a pattern and your family starts just letting you off the hook, which I will say my family has done that to in their way, trying to love me. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. in a way they're trying to love me, but I know it's enabling the behavior and activity. Uh, One other thought I had was just, there was a book that came out. I would say it was similar to what I would think someone who struggles with OCD like yours. Like if they were reading your book, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel so understood. There's somebody else who thinks like this. Like you said, it's not normal, but it's normal within the OCD realm. And just feeling understood because I had that for a book and the way it manifests for me, and I just couldn't stop reading it because I was like, "This person thinks like me, and they have freedom at the end. Like they share how they've mm. come out of it." And um, so I'm curious: Is there going to be more books? Like, do you, <laughs> do you have any re- reason to to keep writing after getting this one out? Does it make you want to do more?
1: Yes, a
0: thousand cool. times. I just want
1: to do it all the time. Like, That's so cool. it's been such a challenge for me because I. I'm not a natural, like, um, I'm not like type A organized. But I'm like, please just kind of have 15 minutes in front of the computer to just mm-hmm. think and write some stuff out. Um, and that's been really challenging, having kids home with virtual school and yeah. stuff like that. So I I do. I've had multiple people ask me about a sequel, um, which I would love to do. I never thought about it till people asked me about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would love if you want to talk about like big dream, I would love to have, you know, multiple books that focus on mental health that are written for people to feel encouraged by like fiction books that, you know, have a theme of Christ that are entertaining. I'm a seven. I want everything entertaining. So like, you know, people can sit down, enjoy it, learn something. And have fun at the same time, and see Jesus. Like, if I could do that all day, oh, it'd be so great. So, fun. Um, so that's that's where my heart is. I don't yeah. know realistically. Um, I would love for this book to get picked up by someone or seen or noticed in a way that. Um, that's why this is so huge for me. That you yes. asked me to be on here because yes. it, every time that the story that it gets out there, I realize that it's it's valuable and it's needed. Yes. And it's right. hard to believe that when you have to promote yourself, and it feels unnatural to do that. Yeah. But I I see that it's it's supposed to, and God happened to actually use me, and that's a shocker. You know, it's like what, like what did you do? I didn't know I could do this. Um. Yeah. But on a practical note, there is a podcast called OCD Stories. Oh. Nice. And it is people who have OCD and therapists who, um, and I have found that to be one of the most helpful podcasts for. Giving a language and and finding a community of people who think in a way that I do and have struggled with certain things and learning about it. Now, for some people, it could be a trigger producer because if it happens to be about something that you worry about, it could. But you can read about all the episodes prior to and get an idea of what it's about. But I have found it extremely helpful. So if you do struggle with OCD or love someone who does, there are like hundreds of episodes on there that are... Very practical, very um none of them are faith based. And that's where I'm like, we need some faith based stuff about this out there. I mean, we really do. There are Christian people with OCD out there who are who are struggling. And I, you know, I that's
0: have a awesome. heart for that. So Well, that's awesome. I was gonna ask you what you were on the Enneagram. I was guessing a six, <laughs> but maybe you're seven wings six. I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah 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 just from being the you know the six being the loyalist has some some anxiety and worry that's just natural to that personality type but that's awesome having the seven because that gives you hopefully helps you break out of that worry to have fun and and try to fight through it so that's awesome i'm an interesting balance i i when i took the test the first few
1: times i kept getting a nine and I think that was because I was answering it the way I thought a Christian woman should answer it. And then I finally went, all right, I'm just going to, my sister kept telling me you're seven, you're seven. And I do not want suffering to ever happen. Like, yeah, I just want to be comfortable Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I want to prevent any and all. Like my kids didn't want to do swim team. And I'm like, okay, baby, you don't have to do swim team. And I'm like, wait a second, you need to do this. You need to learn how to swim. Like you, you need to, yeah. But It's very difficult
0: for me. So it is an interesting combo. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting you saying that just to tie it in, to put the bow on the end. It's like, I'm a three, which is achiever, performer. And so the way my anxiety plays out makes sense to a three. Not saying that all threes are going to have anxiety about, but my anxiety is manifested toward achievement, approval, image, all those things that threes have as a personality trait. So it's all interesting to consider. it's so fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, i mean because
1: i never I never realized how like the seven thing would relate to what I fear, yes, with yeah. my o c d it's like, oh, I don't want my kids to suffer, yes, like and I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be cleaning that bar for the most <laughs> right right, <laughs> like, I don't want that, so you know that's where my o c d goes is yes. right to those places. So yeah. It is. It's very fascinating. I don't know. I, if I could have
0: been a counselor, maybe I should
1: have been, but this is more fun, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. More fun. Well, I hope everybody goes out gets loving Naomi. Awesome Yay. book. Just finished it. I'd highly, highly recommend it. Thank you for your time today, Megan. Thank you. And, um, please let me know if you do write another one, We'd love to promote it for you. So thank you thank again you. and hope to talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. See you, everyone. Thank you for joining me today, and if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me, at home, where it all begins.